Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello there, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. Hey, real quick before we start, let me just remind everybody uh, that here in, uh, oh, a little over a week, I guess, on April 17th, we're having a, a special day uh, at Livingston. We'd love for you to come out. We're going to be talking on the subject, the beginning of our faith. We're going to be making a special effort to bring out friends and neighbors with us on that day. And if you're in the Tampa area, we'd love for you to come out as well. We're going to be meeting at 10 a.m. And uh, you can find directions, the address and all that at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org. I'm excited about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, You're preaching that day. You better get excited. We have folks that are inviting people. We have folks that are getting the message out. Mm -hmm. We just, we want to talk about, and again, I know, I think I mentioned this last week, but I'll just say, here's kind of where we're starting. We we hear a lot today about faith that has been deconstructed. Yeah. And we're, here's, here's where I want to begin on this is that, okay, now that you've pulled it all apart, what are you going to do with the pieces? It's okay to deconstruct it. It's okay to take the pieces apart, but we do have to reconstruct something, and and we need to reconstruct it in a real way, a a way that's really, well, that really fits. Hey, and one of the big pieces is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Well, that's that's I think one of the places we're going to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so that's that's next Sunday. Of course, we are going to be meeting in two days, also. Well, and we love. Yeah, if somebody's listening to this conversation the day that it drops, I know. And now, if you're listening to this four weeks later, we'll also be meeting that Sunday because that's (laughs) what we do. We we meet on the Lord's day. We meet here. We sure do. (laughs) All right. So Galatians chapter three. Let's go ahead and wrap up today. But we're going to read this last half of the chapter again. I'm going to start in verse 15, go all the way to verse 29. This time from the English Standard Version. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterwards, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions, until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made, and it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteous would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female. You are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. It's a beautiful thing to remind them of the precious blessing of being in Christ. 
um, of course, in this defense of the gospel, which I, we're certainly seeing that in the book of Galatians to remind them that there is one rescuing gospel and uh, there are no alternatives. Those who distort it are cursed. Those who distort it are cursed. But that's not where the Galatian Christians are if they are in Christ. That's not to be a curse. That's actually to be an heir. That's actually to be looking for the inheritance. That's actually, you know, the blessing and the promise. That's where you are in Christ. All week long, it's been really hard because normally I want to get to what we've talked about today just right at the beginning. But I, I have kind of trying to been leading you on a little bit. Every day I'm we've highlighted. So let on. <laughs> every, every day we've highlighted that the promise is the blessing is in Christ. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to resp- if I'm going to hear that promise and believe that promise, I'm going to respond accordingly. And what that means is I'm going to do whatever it takes to get into Jesus Christ. And I hope I hope that that anyone that's been listening to you and me talk yeah. who's not in Christ is like at the edge of the seat saying, "Okay, how? I I want to do I believe it. I believe the promise. The blessing is in Jesus. I want to be in Jesus. Mm-hmm. How do I get in Jesus. Well, in Galatians 3.26, it starts this way. In Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. And he moves on to verse 27. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Mm. We want to be the seed of Abraham. We Mm -hmm. want to be sons of God. What he points out is if you are in Jesus Christ, if you are in the son of God, you are a son of God. Mm-hmm. This is one of those places, by the way, it's very easy for us preacher types that when we get to a passage like this, that when Paul used a particular gender that we want to back up and say, now look, this applies to all genders. And so it's really just children of God. Don't, don't be upset, except for not this time. Mm-hmm. And this is just one of those places. Sisters, I just need to ask you to, to try to understand and be comfortable with this. Just like Andrew and I, as brothers, have to be comfortable with being called the bride of Christ in in other passages. In this passage, if you're a sister, I just need you to be comfortable with being called a son of God. Because he goes on to say, look, whether you're slave or free, Jew or Gentile, male or female, he's essentially saying, it doesn't matter which one of those things you are, you are a son of God through faith if... And he goes on to say how that happens. Here's what that faith does. Okay, so I'm I'm hearing, I'm believing. So if Mm -hmm. I believe the promise Mm -hmm. and I respond accordingly, and I cannot claim to believe the promise if I don't respond accordingly. I mean, do you agree with that? No, I agree with that 100%. Genuine faith, right? It, It all goes together that I will be faithful, that I will act in accordance with the gospel, with the truth that I've been taught. So the promise is in Jesus. The blessing is in Jesus. I want to get in Jesus. And then in verse 27, he just makes it really plainly clear. He says, you guys, you guys are all sons of God. Whether you're Jews or Gentiles, male or female, slave or free, you're all sons of God. Here's how I know. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay, that what we were talking about yesterday with the pedagogues, the guardian, the yeah. tutor who leads. And then we get to that mature place where we are newly clothed. We, mm-hmm. we go through the ceremony of having new clothes yeah. that says, I'm no longer under the guardian. He says, you yeah. guys, you guys didn't come under the guardian. You came under Jesus Christ. You put on those clothes when you were baptized, baptized. into Christ. And so there it is. It's not shocking. The end of the gospel of Mark ends with... Those who believe and are baptized will be saved. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just right there. It says it's just like that. It puts it it together. And you see uh, examples of people uh, in the book of Acts when they are becoming Christians with that same marriage of belief and baptism. Uh, I think particularly about um, Philip's work among the Samaritans, that both men and women believing and were baptized. And then Simon also believed and was baptized. This was just the way of it, that there wasn't this curiosity about did I believe enough? Is my, uh, you know, uh, motive convicted enough? There actually was this moment, this behavior, you used the word ceremony a a moment ago, borrowing from the Greco-Roman culture. But yeah, I mean, ceremony is a good word that I, I can know I believed and responded when I was baptized. I know. Because that's when baptism has the fruit. That's when mm-hmm. baptism has the, the, the legs. When Excuse me, I'm saying baptism. That's when faith has the fruit. That's when faith has the legs. Yes. That, that when it is accompanied by this action, this response, yeah. and that's the response. That's the responding accordingly. That's how it starts. Uh, we, we read Matthew mm-hmm. right before Galatians, and Matthew ends with Jesus teaching... Yeah. The disciples go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. Right. And that's, that is that faith-filled response. Where does it begin? It initiates with baptism. Acts 2.38 tells us what kind of baptism. Mm-hmm. It's a baptism for the remission of sins. Yeah. It's a baptism not because my sins got forgiven last week or last year or even last, I mean, yesterday. It's, I, I am a sinner. I need forgiveness. God says forgiveness is in Jesus Christ. I'm going to get baptized into Christ so that I can have my sins forgiven. I am respond. I believe this promise. Yeah. I'm responding to it accordingly. When I've done that, have I now earned something? Have I worked something when no, I've done that? No. In fact, it would seem that the contrast here is to understand this is not a work, right? In this chapter, he has been talking about the hearing of faith versus the works of the law the working of the law. And we come back here in verse 26, and he talks about your son of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. This baptism is the hearing of faith. Uh, and so, no, I would not call it a work at all. Here's what, here's what blows my mind, Andrew. It blows my mind that we live in a day and age where there are so many people who claim Christianity, mm-hmm. and yet this very initiating act, they dismiss and they they push aside. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. I mean, I'll get immersed, but I am not going to get immersed to put Christ on because that would be me working. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get immersed, but not in order to receive the remission of sins because that would be me working. What I, here's, I'll get immersed because, look, Jesus said to, I'm just going to obey his command. Okay, wait a minute. So what you're telling me is you're only going to get baptized because you're trying to keep a rule? Hmm. That doesn't sound right. Uh, not, not based in Galatians 3. No, what Galatians 3 demonstrates is that baptism is not keeping a rule. Baptism is responding to a promise. Yeah, it is. Baptism is responding to a promise, the promise of salvation that is in Jesus Christ. And here's the amazing thing. There's, there's, there's person after person after person who is dismissing this biblical baptism all under the guise of trying to not be saved by works. Sure. 
And in the end, they are actually becoming just like Abraham and Sarah that tried to work their own plan. Rather than just responding to God's promise, rather than just doing what God says, we're going to come up with a different plan. Mm -hmm. It's going to sound really spiritual. It's going to sound like we're really putting our trust in God, but it's not what he promised. It's not what he said. Yeah. And it it just it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. We need to just respond to his promise. Well, you, you've got uh, some folks who claim to be Christians and following the Bible that at least they have worked, I guess, immersion in water somewhere into their system. But then you have others that it's just not there at all. And maybe maybe there needs to be a christening or a sprinkling of water on a baby, which there's no belief there either. Which yeah, there's no belief there for that one either. There's no repentance. No repentance. And yet you have folks, you know, saying, but yeah, but we're Christians and we're, we're following the Bible, but there's not faith in God. There's not immersion, clothing yourself in Christ when you are immersed in water with this understanding. I do think that this is very important for people to get back to the word on and that there be uh, professed believers who are not deceiving themselves about these very fundamental uh, uh, faith in response to the gospel. Our question for anyone listening, do you believe the promise? Will you respond accordingly? Mm-hmm. Have you been baptized into Christ? Have you, have you been baptized for the remission of your sins? Have you been immersed in water in order to be in Jesus Christ? Because that's where salvation is. It is in Jesus Christ. It's not anywhere else. And we don't get in Jesus Christ any other way. We don't mm-hmm. pray into Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We don't just mental assent into Jesus Christ. We believe into Jesus Christ. And I've only believed into Jesus Christ when I've believed enough to respond. And are baptized into Christ. That's what it says. And so we, we, if we can help you. Mm-hmm. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Or like we said at the beginning, we're we're going to be worshiping on Sunday. Come meet us. We'd love to talk with you. How about we go ahead and wrap up today with a prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day, for this week, for this chapter of your scripture, as it's helped us to understand uh, even how your Bible's put together, uh, why there is uh, the law of Moses and the role it played and the gospel of Christ, a new covenant, a new testament. Father, where we see the promise to Abraham fulfilled, where we see that there's a place of blessing, the opportunity and the invitation of sonship in Christ. We want to believe you, Father. We want to obey you. And certainly our prayer is for any listening who have not confessed their faith and been baptized into Christ, to be clothed in Christ, that, Father, you would give the opportunity and the make the way that they would come about and respond in faith to your gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.